open up my window. Hi, Kath. Hi, Don. Hi, Addie. Hello. Addie, what's up? Hey. Addie, you're amazing. We want to say this in, you know, the whole world to know. Or all the people that listen, Addie's amazing. Thank you, Addie. Yes. Yay. Woo. Awesome. Donna, do you want me to start? You do you need a mm-hmm. minute? Okay. I do. I do. I need a minute. I'm having I'm having you were just talking about grouchy people and I was reflecting <laughs> about how grouchy I am. And I, I'm so grouchy. <laughs> um so I was with a group of friends. There's like a there's like a group of us. There's um I would say like ten of us that we meet twice a month and she I don't think she listens and if she does I hope she knows (laughs) and we love everybody everybody's amazing but there's always one in a group Mm -hmm. that is the biggest Debbie Downer that we have to do rock paper scissors who's going to sit next to her across from her because the first thing that she'll say is can you believe what the world is can you believe what the world is about did you what it's a birthday celebration did you see the news about these the asian woman that got beat up and i'm like yes i did and i prayed for her and it's a really awful thing and i know that we have this problem do you do you know what's happened what is with and then she and then going on to say <laughs> you know we have to pay 500 dollars from my spouse for for health insurance it's so expensive and she goes so i but i got extra insurance just in case and that was another six hundred dollars everything's so expensive like that's the kind of stuff mm-hmm. and the only thing i had in my in my mind was the snl skit of debbie downer you know when she starts yeah. laughing she's like she has that smirk did anybody see the cats that get like run over you know and i was just like oh my god sometimes people people get so consumed by the negative Mm-hmm. And horrible things that are happening in the world. But I'm going to tell everybody a secret. It's always been happening. There has <laughs> always been terrible, awful, inexcusable, obviously, um, you know, things happening around us because we're humans and we have free will. And we make poor choices as a collective. That right now, why it's been so difficult is because we have access to seeing all of the horrible, inexcusable horrific terror things that are around us people have been tortured anybody want to live in the 16th century raise your hand (laughs) i know anybody want to and anybody want to be part of you know the you know what do they call that uh the enlightenment period raise your hand let's chop off our head and see how many times we blink Um, i don't want to be that person i had a meeting with my financial advisor who's a really nice man really nice kid he's a kid he's like I don't know. Now he's probably 30. I think he was 25 when I first met him. And um, he was, uh, his office was in a really nice Victorian building. And um, I I commented about um, how like, I love all the details in the building. And he's like, yeah, wouldn't it be great to go back to those days? And I was like, well, for you white guy, but I couldn't vote. (laughs) right right and he was like he just stopped in his tracks because you know in in the environment where he works just so buttoned up white collar everybody's super polite and i was like (laughs) and he was like oh right i i suppose that's that's a thing and i'm like yep it's a thing thing. it's been a thing stills a thing there are things (laughs) listen we're greek and the turks enslaved us we have our own history that if we want to go back we could go back to the time that humans roamed 
that we had woolly, woolly mammoths. I don't think I want to go against a woolly mammoth right now. Like I just, there's so many things and it's unfortunate that it's a reality. And, and seriously, seriously, it's when it's really important that we don't get so consumed with the social media because some of it's not true and most of it is. And if you are, if you are soaking in all that information, that negative information, don't be surprised that you're going to feel depressed and anxious that bad things are going to happen. Oh my God, you're triggering me, Kath, because I don't know, I don't know if you're going to remember this, but it was, um, let's see, we were living in the apartment. Um, it was, I don't know, Donovan was a little kid. He was, we were just dealing with his stuff. The world seemed like it would, for the first time in my life, the world did seem like it was burning. And it was mm -hmm. George W. Bush administration that I was so upset about all the time. I was very, very politically tuned into a lot for the first time in my life, like more than ever. I had an overarching understanding of, you know, global politics and how like awful it was. So I remember, you know, I read, you know, I read about it all the time. I was going to um, lectures, blah, blah, blah. It was like always in my mind. And in my personal life, we had, you know, Donovan that was happening. Mm -hmm. um, so no, I guess it was when we first moved to the house. doesn't matter. Anyway, mom and dad, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, oh, my yoga teacher is having a workshop, but I can't afford it. So my yoga teacher um, at the time was this really amazing woman. Her name was Nancy, and she's actually still practicing in the area. And I went to the yoga um, workshop, and I think it was the first time in months and months and months, besides the usual, you know, shavasana at the end of a right. class, that, um, and she did this, like, breathe in and breathe in. And I remember being triggered by her saying all of the positive things in the world. I can't, I remember her saying world and I just started crying and I was the girl in the workshop who wouldn't stop crying. And like the workshop became about me and oh, I went to excuse nice. myself and I left, I went to the other room and the other teacher who was, and it was like, there were like probably 50 people there. And I said, I just don't know why I can't stop crying. I can't stop crying. I don't know why. And finally, Nancy came out and she was like, okay, we're going to have a separate session. <laughs> and, um, what, you know, and I just excused myself. I was mortified and I went home and I couldn't believe that I embarrassed myself. And, oh. um, I didn't understand what was going on. And I had a separate session with her and, um, she had me lay down on the table. She started doing energy work on me. And that's what she said. She said, you are so consumed about everything that's going on in the world that you can't, you're holding it in. You're not filtering it out. There's no filter. And that's when I started my purple coat. Yeah. And, um, well, I never signed up for a workshop for her again. Um, uh, I was just, I was really embarrassed at the time. I mean, well, I'm sorry. You know, I'm older and wiser now and much more, and I have a much more stable place spiritually. So, um, 
yeah i feel like i feel like when she sees me she's like oh there's no that heavy i don't one. think so i but don't that's how i feel yeah like, that's how i, I feel like i project her but you excused yourself you didn't take over the whole workshop and it's i, I nobody's thinking about you don Remember? yeah <laughs> nobody that is true no, nobody's thinking about you except for the people that love you nobody's nobody cares what you did they don't think about it no remember it's a whole fart theory yeah you farted in a room it was funny oh my gosh but they're not going <laughs> you know people really are so self-consumed that they're only thinking about themselves and that could be a positive or a negative negative. and it's true it's that you know we are so consumed with things that we have no control over that we can't differentiate what's real and what's not. And so this time with nothing new, this is not a new thing. Institutions right. breaking down. This is being like, you know, we think about cultures that have been dismissed and not able to get care, health care, all that. That's happening to everybody now. Like we're feeling things that we're feeling the the dismissiveness of our institutions that have been happening forever. It's just happening to us, white people now. It's happening to everybody now. Um, you know, economic issues because, um, you know, our capitalistic whatever's going on is breaking down. It's going 1% and then us. You know, you're either poor or you're not. You're broke or you're not. And so... You know, we can remember in the 70s with the gas crisis, people were stealing gas. It's happened before. You know, we just don't, uh, you know, we a lot of us that are a little bit younger, not me, but people who are younger um, aren't taking the time to connect with their elders anymore because we're, you know, their elders anymore because they're consumed on social media to find out what our real history was about. Dad used to tell us about, you remember the gas crisis? I'll tell you what happened when yeah. we were kids nobody's connecting to our own personal history and so it's a shock when thing bad things are happening get to know your history and you'll know that it does repeat itself unfortunately sometimes it's a little better and sometimes not so what can you do right now right now we're talking for this i think for this episode we're talking about transformation we were transformers as nico would say because he calls uh, transformers transformation so we're transformers right now. We have to transform our way of taking in outside influences and how to look for light in the dark because we're not doing that because we're consumed with this, these fucking cell phones and the, and the internet and kind of scrolling. Every time, if I spend more than one minute on TikTok, I go, are you kidding me, Kathy? Get off of this. I mean... There's sad stories. There's people asking for help, which is great. I think it is a decent resources, but there's only limited things that you could do when people are saying, I just came out of an abusive relationship and I'm alone and there's nobody to help me. And you're trying to comment, I'm here, but they're not clicking back. You know, it's like, it's a desperate attempt for attention, all of it, but they're not paying attention to themselves. And there's no real connection anywhere. It's all virtual and it's not real sometimes. Mm. So in this transformational talk, how are you disconnecting from things you have no control over so that you can focus on the, all the good things around us? There's so many amazing things around us. We just don't look for them anymore. Go ahead, Addie. I deleted my Facebook app. <gasps> oh. 
So if I want to connect on Facebook, the only time I can do it is when I sit down at my computer and I actively say Facebook, it's not just an easy click away anymore because it was, it was eating me alive. And every time I looked at it, I got frustrated. So I said, why am I doing this to myself? And so I deleted it. My little step to, I'm really proud of you. Yeah, I, I've just been, I, I'm on, I got on TikTok just for my creative experiment, but I don't have comments on and I don't look at other, a lot of, unless it's close people, but I don't look at other people's stuff really. And I just post it because it's light. I just do artwork with songs <laughs> just to maybe put myself out in the universe that it doesn't, you don't have to listen to somebody show off what they have, you know, or cry in desperation for something or why are you putting your babies on social media is killing me um you know it's just so much it's just so much attention seeking yeah i put my phone i turn my phone off uh at least in it like before i get into my bedroom like i leave my phone in my office yeah it's not at my bedside yeah. And there's, you know, I'm torn because I'm like, oh my God, you know, what if somebody needs me in an emergency? And I'm like, uh, you know, with both our, like, there's nobody sick, knock on wood in our lives. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really have I have two children have. and I turn my phone yeah. off, Don. If right. there's an emergency, it's called 911. Yeah. And and then they have emergency contacts. They have Aunt Donna. Yeah. They have dad. Right. They have but Henry. My, but my phone is off. That's what I'm saying. Your phone is off. And if you need an emergency number, you know what you could do is you put it on do not disturb. And there's a setting that if somebody calls more than three times, it'll ring for you. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah. So I know that if you have it yeah. on do not disturb and I need you, I just have to call, hang up, call, hang up, call, hang up. Is that where pick... Donovan gets it from? Probably. <laughs> God. No, Donovan gets it because he's autistic and he's special needs <laughs> and he's driving me crazy. <laughs> Uh, and he's adorable and perfect. The other day anyway. he called. I was in a meeting. I had to decline it. He called again in oh, another like 20 minutes and I crazy. had to decline it. And then um, I call, and then uh, I declined it twice. And then finally, an hour later, he called again. And I was like, hey, Jay, what's so important? And he asked me, <laughs> um, do you know? I can't hear you. Don't turn your head. He said, um, do you know? And it was a wrestler. He's like, do you know so-and-so the wrestler? <laughs> it's like, it's an emergency. It was an emergency. It was a wrestling emergency. And I didn't know, but Chris knew. So then they had a conversation about wrestling. I was like, is that why you called? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, he drives me kids. I'm like, what? He go, he go, now he calls and says, don't be mad. Mom, yeah. how tall am I? I'm like, oh my yeah. God, Don, you're driving me crazy. <laughs> my favorite thing he did is uh, he called us and he goes, so I got some news. <laughs> we were like, okay, yeah. I always put it on speakers so that Chris and I can both hear yeah. at the same time. He goes, I'm six foot one on paper. <laughs> <laughs> on paper. On paper. That's real. I said, well, what does that mean? He said, Well, the staff measured me. I was like, Well, how tall do you feel? He's like, six three. And I was <laughs> like, and that's what matters. <laughs> Do you know that he manifest? I really believe that he's now he'll be 20 this yeah. in a couple of months. That's crazy. We have a 20 year old. Our youngest is 20. Anyway, he's going to be 20. And 
you usually stop growing when you're like 18, 19. You should be, stu- yeah. you know, kind of stuff. He goes, my feet are, are size 13. So I take him to get shoes and his feet are size 11. But he just wants big feet. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I said, okay, Donovan. So I get him a size 12. You know, what's yeah. the size up? Come on. You know, right? So now it's been like six months that I have to buy him shoes. So we go out and I'm like telling Henry, when we buy him shoes, we always have to go a little more because he thinks he has big feet. This kid's feet is like 13 and a half. And I said, <laughs> on paper. So, on paper. <laughs> so I said, when did you get these big feet? He goes, nobody listens. I told you my, my feet are a size 13. And I said, we were just being psychic the whole time of yeah. how tall you're going to be. And he's like, yeah, I do all that. I do all that, mom. I said, okay. Yeah. He's so psychic. Oh my God. He's so psychic. I had a really, well, I had a really rough day at the doctor. I don't know if I told everybody my appointment, no. speaking mm-hmm. of transformation and special needs. No. <laughs> my doctor. So I went, to, I just want everybody to know this to self-advocate. Okay. So I went to Planned Parenthood uh, in January, and they were awesome. They were awesome. I had the best doctors. I was able to heal from emotional stuff. They were just fantastic. But they gave me a referral to a surgeon, and when I called that office, she wasn't taking any more patients, and then I couldn't get a hold of anybody in Planned Parenthood. And then I'm getting letters saying that I didn't follow up with this doctor, and I'm trying to get a hold. And anyway, you can't get a hold of anybody. Reasonably so, understandable what's going on with Planned Parenthood and the culture we live in, and you can't just contact them for safety reasons. Anyway, so I finally find this doctor that had decent, the really good, actually, reviews that people referred. Uh, and so I had to wait two months to get this appointment, and I'm really in pain, and I'm living with all this. So Henry is with me, and she walks into the door and doesn't say hello. Doesn't say hello. Very affect, no facial expression. I'm like, oh my God, this is a nightmare. She just asked me questions about why doctors in the emergency room were, t- were s- said a specific thing about my condition. And she's like, why did they say that to you? I'm like, I-, I-, I don't know. I'm just giving you the information that I got. And she was angry with the doctors. It was so like, she again, dismissive. And because obviously, and it was that whole situation again, because I'm overweight, I'm lazy, I'm not stretching, I'm not exercising, that uh, I have to, and I looked at her, I'm like, I, Okay. She goes, I, she goes, I go to yoga and my yoga teacher would probably be able to help you stretch because you don't stretch. And I just met her for five minutes and I'm like, Henry's just trying not to be upset because I started crying. When she examined me, she realized that there was a lot going on and then she lightened up a little bit, but I I was so upset. I called Donna and again, to lose weight, I just, I'm eating the wrong salad dressing. Like, there's no right. information. And I leave the office, I'm crying. I'm like, here I go again, just not having empathy, just being medically neglected. But then as I'm processing, I said, I talked to Gabriel about it. And I said, Gabriel, I was like, I, you're my, an imaginary friend. My imaginary charismatic adult. And, I, and I'm crying. And I said, why is it that I'm getting neglected? He's like, you're not. He's like, you are going to have, he's, she's going to be awesome in surgery. You'll be safe because you need that before you need emotional support. And she has Asperger's. And I said, oh, 
she has Asperger's. So I totally like, I was like, I can handle that. So now when I go in, not going to say anything, not respond unless I'm spoken to. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I totally have a different view, very factual about things. I'd rather have a smart doctor than, <sighs> you know, one that's capable than having, you know, I need bedside manner, but I can do it myself and Henry's there. Like I have, I have support. So once I put things in perspective and I got out of my emotional thinking, I was able to transform the situation into a better one. And I'm very excited because I think she's going to do a fantastic job. Right. My solution was to your next appointment, just psychically tap into her and then tell her something <laughs> devastating about her personal life and just put that, that bitch in her place. That, that was your solution. That's my solution. And, and, but I did tap in and that's why I think they said interjected and said, maybe not to do that because she has Asperger's <laughs> and have emotional. So I'm glad that I tapped into my compassion. <laughs> I'm excited. I was like, oh, I will be taken care of. Oh, thank God. So anyway, <laughs> so trans <laughs> with that, going back to like soaking in all this negative energy is that you have to, you have to kind of create boundaries for yourself and, yeah. and do things that are more positive. Go out and look at the stars, look at the flowers, look at all the, the art and the beautiful things. Be friends with people or be you can be friends with anybody but be connected with people who see brighter things you don't have to be all sunshine there's you uh -huh. know we talk about the pendulum you could be you know i used to be very benevolent and that with with high benevolence is ignorance and naivety uh -huh. but if you're belligerent on the other side you're angry you're dark and you're so you, you, there's no moving forward in your life you have to find a balance with emotional and rational mm -hmm. and what's really going on around you. Yeah. I I've talked about it on the podcast that there are two people that I could name, which I won't obviously, um, who I was very close friends with when I was fighting with you mm -hmm. and my relationship with Chris wasn't great. So the two biggest relationships in my life were not great. And, um, I also didn't really love my boss, my immediate boss at the time. So I had plenty to complain about plenty. And I found that these particular people, um, after a while, even when things were looking up, um, they couldn't understand the transformation. They couldn't understand you know, when you and I started talking again and I was, you know, I explained, it's like, it's baby steps. You have to rebuild trust, but there's, you know, the airing of the grievances needed to mm -hmm. happen. And, you know, maybe it's a new beginning and it was met with pessimism and, you know, and uh, accusing me of being naive and things like that. And then mm -hmm. also with Chris, it's like, um, there was a situation, this person, for example, so this person, um, I brought them down to the city for an event with a group of people. There was another person in the group. There was a big group of people for an event. And there was a person in the group who was a very, um, very terrible alcoholic. By terrible, I mean, he was the guy that got thrown out of like, subways and buses right, and right. like 
he you know walked sideways into we one time we went to atlantic city and he was so drunk that he knocked over a waitress oh my gosh a tray of stuff all over the craps table on new year's and he got tossed out and my other friend was like when he gets like that i cannot enable him i won't drive him home i don't want anything to do with him i'm done like dealing with Mm -hmm. the police with him and we knew that that he was part of this group because of right. whatever he's friend of a friend and he really was very um kind of obnoxious and very inebriated that was one particular year fast forward years later not two years three years four years five years many years later a mutual friend was at a party at my house and this friend who i had brought down immediately went to the mutual friend and was like can you believe how that guy behaved Mm. way back when and in the meantime like me and the other people in the group were witnessing his sobriety he hit rock Mm -hmm. bottom he Mm -hmm. and now he lives a vibrant life and you know what he does now and i love watching him on facebook he he now with the money he used to spend on his alcohol because he has a he has a good job too but he always was broke because he drank so much the money that he used to use to buy alcohol he goes to see broadway shows Hmm. or or plays and so his facebook is like once once a week or something right He's going, he's going to a play. So watching his transformation has been amazing. And he's not like, he doesn't wear it on his sleeve. You wouldn't know it if you just became friends with him, like his past. He's not one of those people who is very, um, you know, preachy about their sobriety. He just right. like cleaned up his act and now he's doing something else. Transformation. Now, my other friend didn't want to hear it. When we mm-hmm. were like, oh, actually that guy, he's sober now and this is what he's doing. And he's like, huh you know, a drunk like that can't, you know, you can't change, you know, the the spots on the leopard or whatever the fuck. Mm. And I remember it was, a that was that moment. And, and the mutual friend who I hadn't seen came to me and was like, that person is so negative and so dark all night. They were sarcastic. And it was, you know, there was a, there was a, a cutting comment about everything and also the like life sucks thing the whole yeah. like you know yeah. fm what is it fml yeah. yeah fuck my life it was just it's constant. i don't know what the p is but... but you know when you're around it so much it's like the frog in the pan like you don't notice it mm-hmm. until somebody else on the outside says did you hear what your friend said like you have right. that in your and i realize i am in this person's life on a daily basis and i'm getting that that's the that's the incoming 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 that's right well i, I want to add something that we often monstracize people when they're going through relationships and they complain about their partner and they monstracize them yeah it's the one thing that i do in, in counseling is i say we're not going to monster if you if you if you love this person we're not going to create a pattern of monstracizing them because when you go back to them, right? You, you know, you're creating, you're 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 creating, um, you're creating the character of this person being uh, a monster because of an action. But if you want to move through that, they're not a monster. It's just that their behavior was was probably very destructive and hard. But behavior you can move from, character you can't. So you're characterizing. A, a person and you're monstracizing them. 
Um, you know, I can say this out loud, but but Sophie used to do that a lot. When she's mad at somebody, she monstrosizes them. They're terrible. They're awful. And then she's friends with them the next day. And I'm like, you just told me that this person was this, this, and this, and this. Yeah, yeah. I said, so instead of making that, because how am I gonna how am I gonna get like somebody who you're friends with if you're telling me that they're all these terrible things and then you're gonna go back to them? What I'm hearing is that you were really upset about their behavior. So let's focus on the behavior change, not their whole person. So trying to stay, when you're, when you're in a relationship and you know you're going to be in a relationship with somebody and you're going through a hard time, don't monstrosize them. Don't make them out to be horrible people unless their behavior is so horrible you wouldn't stay with them. That's a different thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a it, we do that often to complain and make things worse because everything in the world is so horrific and horrible and that we can't see the light in the change that could happen. That makes sense? Yeah. And yeah, so what sure. happened with your friend is he was monstrosizing your friend by the behavior of his past and not seeing the good character he has by just, you know, changing exactly. his behavior. We do that a lot. It's a bad habit, and I break people of it. I'm like, no, no, no. You're not going to come in here and monstrosize people. Let's talk about what you want to move on, and let's see where it goes from there. I really nip that in the bud. It's a very bad habit. Yeah. There's horrific people, but we're, that's not what we're doing. That's yeah. not what this is about. <laughs> yeah. That's not what this is about. Everybody, everybody goes through things for reasons, and we can't see it, so we can't justify it. So we create this scenario because we're hurt. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Yeah. So this this week, Don, is about transformation. And it's so powerful. On Patreon, we it's it's been the it was the dragonfly. Mm. And the dragonfly had uh, how I was trying to explain it is the dragonfly um is about the act of transforming. The butterfly is where you're at in your transformation it kind of tells you where you're at in the process of it but the but the dragonfly is the actual action of of changing and transforming something about yourself that you want to transform into and so i think that with and i explain this uh, on patreon is that um isis is now kind of stepping back you know because summer is coming in and apollo needs to spend the time and we have gathered so much uh, information, which is what we were talking about. We gather the negative stuff. You're going to transform into something negative. But gathering all the tools you need to set yourself up for this, this actual transformation that you're going through, because this is the year to make it happen. And then when Apollo shows up in the summer, you're going to feel like this, like, like the slingshot. And then all of a sudden, you're going to you're going to see results of this transformation that you've been working on this this past uh winter fall. So, I'm very excited about it and there's this uh this oracle deck that I wanted to share with everybody by Rebecca Campbell. Josh sent it to me a while ago and I use it it's it's a work work your light oracle deck and I actually recommend it for people who are doing a lot of self-actualization spiritually. And it, and it helps you kind of understand the levels, the galactic levels. So you, there's seven layers, like seven-layer salad, I always call it. So the seven layers of where you are. So we're level one, where we're in Earth, right? We're in Earth. We're in the classroom. 
you know, then level two is the is the people who've died and still don't know where they're at that stay on Earth. Level three is when people have learned to move forward, and then there's helpers. Anyway, we can that could be another episode. So I just want if it was okay with you guys, I just wanted to read what she said about transformation. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. So right now, there are things that are changing at a cellular level, and there's deep healing. So now this is me talking. What in your cellular being do you want to change? Do I you want to be better at math. Okay. Cellularly, your brain, you have to probably remap your brain, Don. We need to find a remappist and get it I done. Know. I know. <laughs> Just change your brain. So with me, it's the, my physical body is in the water because we already know this mm-hmm. analogy. So I have been in the water and I'm in the deep end of the water and there's sharks about to come <laughs> and I am literally chum. Okay. So I am desperately needing to change my body and it is the last thing I need to kind of so I'll have complete mass self-mastery. So I want you to think about what you want to change cellularly. Addie, do you have something you want to change cellularly? Uh, yeah, my body. Okay. Donna, what besides math, is there something you want to change cellularly? Okay. Okay. Oh, look at you sharing on a podcast. Love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we're all doing body. Everybody's doing body. Okay. Things are changing at a cellular level. Things are changing. You are not who you were a year ago mm. or who you will soon be. You are in between, emerging, half-risen, half-falling. Keep doing the work. You are transforming. You will look back at this time with awe. I love that statement. Looking back at yourself in third person and seeing how far you've come is one of the most amazing. It's a gift. It is, right? Mm -hmm. When I can conquer something, I look back and I go, I can't believe I did that. I always tell you, Donna, you're not going to believe what I just did. I did not hit somebody. I was so mad. Instead, (laughs) I calmed down and just, you know. I was calm. I no Italian came out. I was zen. It was the most amazing feeling. I had no feelings. I get you have to celebrate those moments in the process. You have to celebrate yourself and be patient. It says it's time to release old ways of being that you kept you in fight, flight, freezer mode. Mm-hmm. How many of us do that? Fight, flight, freeze. What mm-hmm. do you do? I I flight. Do you I freeze? Fight. You no. fight. Yeah. What do you do, Addie? You freeze? Do you freeze? Well, at first I freeze, but then I decide whether or not I want to fight or flight. So you're like so a pot, like a like I take a, a minute and go, hmm, what do I want to do? And then I do one or oh, the other. I don't even think. I just go. I just go see ya. To choose a new way of being where trauma is not the driving force. The goal is that you transform a behavior that is not driven by your trauma. Yeah. Right. Like, eat dessert for the love of the taste and the flavor of it, not because you got annoying texts from somebody. <laughs> Donna just read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> instead of gorging, right, instead of going on your food or cigarette or smoking or drugs. Drinking. Yeah. Sex, mm-hmm. sex is great. Like, it, it yep. totally takes all that away for a moment. Cookies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cookies. There's all the aholics, all the aholics, workaholic, all the aholics. Okay. I know. It says old childhood patterns are rising up to be healed as you allow yourself to observe them and feel them without attachment. 
They loosen their grip and fall away. You're being called to find new ways of self-soothe. Self-soothe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the issue is that we have these old patterns based on not being able to soothe ourselves, to, to, to be calm. We rely, some of us have to be on medication. I'm not saying, this is disclaimer, what you're doing that works, I'm not saying mental health. I'm saying yeah. self-regulation and what's your yeah. baseline. Yeah. Your baseline of your reactions is based on the trauma that you have not yet tapped into to heal it, to remove it. And that's how you transform. So this is interesting. This is uh, Saturn and the Black Madonna and the African goddess Ocean, Ocean, O-S-C-O-S-H-U-N, influenced this card. Saturn represents destruction and transformation. You have to break down to rebuild. Everybody understand that. The Black Madonna represents the underground and all that has been cast aside. The ocean represents the tender love of the original mother. Um, a rethreading is happening, healing at its deepest of levels. While you are in this phase, don't put yourself under pressure to perform. So we talk about this, Don. We've talked, and Addie, we talked about this in January. When we have the expectations to perform because we have it in our mind how we're going to transform. Instead of just trusting the process. And then you've got to work on the emotional self first and then go to the physical. You can work out uh, seven days a week, eat no carbs. You're not going to lose a pound because you have 20 pounds of how much your mother or your father sucked or how much that a relationship abused you or how much, you know, you holding on to a neglect or abandonment. You've got to tap in the emotional component before you can get to the physical. Don't even bother. Don't even bother. Because no matter what you do, you're going to self-sabotage because, because then your self-esteem is all fucked up. So until you know that you are worth taking care of yourself, let go of the expectation of how you're going to transform. Just one little step at a time. You may need to review your relationship with your body, perhaps even shifting your diet or exercise regime or getting ener- uh, energetic healing support. You may also need to consider some kind of emotional support as issues from your childhood may come up to be healed. You are deeply loved. I loved this. This came up mm-hmm. and I cried because it's exactly what I know personally I've been, I've been trying to do is I worked so hard on my emotional and my mental health, my physical shit. I just look at it and go, what are you doing? Come yeah. on, man, get it together. And now it's coming together because mm-hmm. I'm not forcing it. Yeah. Trans. So we are transformers. We are transformers. More than Bumblebee. meets the eye. More than meets the eye. <laughs> More than meets the eye. So that's all I had to say about that, Don. It was a lot. It that's was a, a lot. lot. It was good, a... though. I have to say, usually mm-hmm. I go, "Oh, did I talk too much?" No, I'm glad I did because I hope somebody's listening to how amazing that, you are that and needed that, to hear it. Yeah, that needed to hear it. That's yeah. what this was about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to add to that, Kath. I don't really think we need to. Okay. Well, I'm proud of us. Uh, there's a lot, been a lot of transforming uh, going on, and uh, the vibration is now. Mm-hmm. And just saying it to you, everybody, and all, and even including myself, that we are so worth being happy. It's okay to be happy. Right. Exactly. 
It's okay to be happy. You don't owe an explanation to anybody when you move forward in like forgiveness or compassion or, you know, advocate for yourself. You don't owe people explanations. No, you don't owe anybody anything. And that's when you have that freedom, it all falls, Mm -hmm. it all falls into place. Mm-hmm. put yourself first doesn't mean you're not mm-hmm. a giver it just means mm-hmm. that you're taking care of yourself so you can take care of others better mm-hmm. i do better service for sure Ugh. okay well i have um two contractors outside my window literally right now right now i'm surprised you guys can't hear it can't hear a thing they're fixing they're replacing my chimney that's been in need of repair for two years and um they're interesting gonna, yeah i'm just distra- i'm very distracted by them because i keep thinking that you can hear all the banging no we can't hear the anything they were here in my crazy. mouth they were here in yeah. my mouth it's all good yeah all right i love you guys okay uh listen join patreon www.patreon.com backslash the sisters are in and by the way yes ma'am we're witches or i'm a witch i'm happy to say that kathy thinks that she's not <laughs> uh uh, someone who can throw around some energy and vibrations. So if you're watching our Patreon videos oh. without paying the littlest $5 a month, because at some point somebody shared with you the password, we're going to change the password and it's really shitty. And um, yeah, that's all I want to say is it's only $5 to support us. And if you think we're great enough that you want to see what we're saying on a daily basis, can you give us $5 a month? Is it that yeah. much? Yes, we asked. So what? What Donna's saying is that we're asking. <laughs> so what? The password is please do not share the password. And if you're watching the videos on on Vimeo, that I we can track who's watching, and it it just hurts our heart because we're not asking for a lot for all that you get. You get unconditional support in a circle. You get attention love you get to be a part of something really great and so when you do that you kind of it's it's kind of disrespectful and it hurts it hurts me it hurts my heart because it's only five dollars a month we're not even saying five dollars a day five dollars a month you spend more on less so for those people who know who you are thank you so much for transforming into a better person and signing up we're gonna love you even harder we're gonna know this That's is a it. perfect time to transform. Doing the right thing. You'll get extra credit. We oh, my God. Mad. We won't be mad. No, no monstrosizing, <laughs> no judgment. We're, we're in it. So thank you. We want to thank you. So we thank join... you in advance. That's we thank it. you in advance for doing the right thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Please don't share our videos without <laughs> thank you. Unless you're trying to encourage them to join or you have special permission from Donna or myself. Mm-hmm. That's fine sign up it's it's really it's it's five dollars a month and it goes a long way for us each dollar counts all right everybody thank you so much live in the moment think positive bye bye love you thanks addy